This is American Real, where we aim to inspire, empower, and enlighten you through the stories of our guests. Here's your host, Roger Brooks. So how can non-military professionals like myself help military in transition folks? What can we do to provide them with support? I don't know the answer to this, but I think what we need to do is create a group of people that want to, that are, that are resources. So I'm a resource for people to get information on the industry. By talking to industry leaders like you, Roger, then, then we can go, oh, yeah, I really should be doing that instead of this. And honestly, a lot of military guys are afraid to ask. That's what it's all about, is having the capability to have that conversation to find out what's the best path. Let me guess, you're an entrepreneur looking for ways to grow your business online. And you've probably tried everything to grow your business, including social media, SEO, even paid ads, only to find out that nothing truly works. So what if I told you that writing a book that goes on to become a bestseller is the magic wand, and that you can do it in as little as 30 days, two weeks, or even over a weekend in some cases, without spending more than 10 minutes a day. Would you be interested? My name is Roger Brooks, and I'm the founder and host of American Real TV, where I interview world-class guests to empower others through the essence of story. But I didn't get here overnight, and my mission certainly doesn't end here. Ever since I was a little boy, it's been my dream to empower others through the craft of writing and storytelling. And throughout my life, I came across several mentors who pushed me toward my passion for writing books and helping others to do the same. There is no greater joy than to be working with aspiring authors and to help them establish true credibility within their industry by writing and publishing their first book, which I'm proud to say have all gone on to become bestsellers. Now, you're seeing this video because I just opened enrollment for my new book writing program, where I promise to take you from page one to published in 90 days or less. I will be personally working with you to overcome the same fears and obstacles that kept me from pursuing my dreams all of those years. Simply click on the link below to see how I could help you become a first-time best-selling author. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. This is American Real. I am Roger Brooks. My guest today is Matt Shearer. You are a lighthouse keeper and connect extraordinary ideas with exceptional people. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, my friend. <laughs> Absolutely. Been looking forward to this and love to start out by having you tell us what it means to be a lighthouse keeper. That's a pretty unique term and I have a vague idea what it means, but please explain. So a lighthouse keeper in my world, in the world of communication, social media is like helping my clients shine a light on their capabilities. You know, in the fog of all this information, if you're looking for a specific person or a specific skill, then you're looking for my clients. 
And many of my clients are military guys, but some of my clients are executives like you and others where I help tell their story in such a way that it's compelling that people want to know more. Awesome. I love that. And I know you and I have had a chance to talk offline uh, for a couple of conversations. You're, you're very well versed in this world of, of social media and branding, uh, especially as it, as it relates to LinkedIn, which is blowing up for many, many people. But um, what I'd love to talk about first, Matt, if you can, is the, you mentioned story elements, but can you talk about um, your book, uh, LinkedIn for Military? Let's start there, because I think that'll kind of segue into the entire conversation. So I'm currently finishing the third edition. In fact, if you go to my left, I've got it. We're, we're finishing the edits. We're finishing the, uh, you know, bookmarks to our, our graphic guide. Then we'll upload it to our publisher and it'll be available hopefully at Amazon in a couple of weeks. But in the meantime, the second edition is still out there for sale. And I just talked to a Marine today who was looking for a book on LinkedIn. And he wrote me back and said, wow, what a nice little book. I really understand what I need to do. And I'm, uh, you know, thank you. It's like, happy to help. And then we talked a little bit about some of the updates he needed to make, but it was like, I'm always there to help military, you know, it's a band of brothers. I've been retired a few years, but I'm still, you know, you, you never really leave the military. You think you do. And I don't hang around at the base or anything like that, but I do like working with military professionals because when you think about it, if, when things go bad, you want somebody that you can trust. So it's fun to be working with people like that. I bet. And so tell us, I, I love the fact that it's so niche down, right, to LinkedIn for military. That's, that's pretty specialized. What does that mean? Like what, what would someone in the military need to do differently um, with their LinkedIn profile that someone, you know, who is not in the military, what they, what they might do? Well, I think there's a common problem with both, but one of the biggest problems that a lot of military professionals get is the idea that they are um, copying and pasting their resume onto a profile. And it's like, no, you don't want to do that. Because you tell a story. I mean, I could, I could read you like certified, you know, dynamic professional. These kind of words appear. I can always tell when somebody's let LinkedIn use their algorithm to create this summary. It's like dynamic professional, seasoned professional, all those words pop up. And then I tell people, if I had $20 for every time I saw that word, you and I would be able to go to Soldier Field to see the Chicago Bears, and we would be able to buy a, you know, one of those sweet seats, you know, for thousands of dollars, stay at the fanciest hotels, eat good steaks, and uh, have a good time but it's overdone. So we have to go in and we have to tell people what makes you different than everybody else. And so that's one of the biggest problems. And it's, it's typical also in uh, people that are in, not in the military as well. Yeah, no, I, I see that being a, you know, a very um, uh, really good business as far as being able to help people strategically change their profile. So, it, you know, you and I have even had conversations. I know there's things that you told me that I could do to, to help my profile. And, you know, I take that stuff to heart, especially if you do it in day in and day out every day, right? You know, 
you know the things that um, catch people's attention, what you should say, what you shouldn't say. So it's a really important topic. And quite frankly, I hope people from our audience reach out to you to utilize your skills so you could help them, you know, optimize their profile. I'd be happy to do that. But I think one of the biggest things, and by the way, this one is turned off, okay, is you have to understand that 65% of people look at your profile on this device. So you really got to deliver the goods and the information in such a way that's compelling. 100%. So let's get into the, as you call it, the, the, the LinkedIn profile as a classic newspaper. And I know you have different areas of focus. Can you walk us through some of those items? So do you remember 10, 15 years ago when you go to like, we have restaurants here in South Texas called Jim's, uh, IHOPs, you go to an IHOP or something like that. And you see a, you saw the news machine where you put your three quarters and hope you got your newspaper. Absolutely. So, so a colleague of mine and a guy that I work with, and I'll talk a little bit about him as well later, Don Gleason said, you know, Matt, LinkedIn profile is like above the fold of a newspaper. And as a former military newspaper editor, said, yeah, I get that. You got to have a compelling photo. You have to have a couple of headlines and you have to have people want to read the publication. So a LinkedIn profile has the same thing. You've got the photo, you've got what I call the hidden headline and you've got the about section. It used to be called the summary section, but LinkedIn has now changed it to the about section. So those are the three elements that really have to convey what's, unique about you. No, and again, it makes uh, total sense. Um, but sometimes it's not all that easy, right? If, if, if someone doesn't do it all the time, they don't know where to start. So I could see how you could be helpful in guiding them. But for, you know, just for the average person, what, you know, what should they think about? Number one, let's take the photo. What, what are some of the elements they should think about when they're putting up a good photo? I'd say a nice headshot, a professional shot. Um, I've seen people do some amazing things with an iPhone 8, 9, 10, or 11 because they've got just solid cameras. But honestly, invest the 50 to 60, 70 dollars to go down to your local JC Penney's or Walmart to get a, photo, a professional photo. Um, lots of military job fairs have that, but it's kind of been a sketchy thing. Sometimes you really get great service from those and sometimes you don't. So I tell people you own it. So you own the picture and it better be current. If you don't have a current photo, then how are they going to find you in a crowded room? So that's one of the things that I tell people. The second thing I tell military people, especially senior officers, this is not that photo you, that they used to post of you at the BX and other places where people would purchase alcoholic beverages and get in trouble, right? You know, this look, you know, if, if you mess up, I'm going to bust your butt. Okay. I have actually counseled two or three senior officers how to avoid that kind of look. So that warmth thing is really, really important to have some kind of warmth and like approachability. So the other photo worked back, like this one general who was a commander of one of the pilot training bases in Oklahoma. That worked when you were there, sir. Okay. But this is not, this is not the audience you're trying to reach. What about black and white versus color? Does that matter? Doesn't really matter. It's just as much as that, you know, I want you to think you're in a crowded room. Oh, yeah. convention. Once this coronavirus is over or a restaurant means somebody. So what do I look like? And what do you look like? And I can spot you coming in 
to a meeting with me for the first time. That's the important thing. Excellent. What about headline? I mean, yours is great. You know, lighthouse keeper. Well, you know, the thing of it is, and I'm still working on the, on that backdrop. There are three elements to a to a headline. The first, obviously, is the you know the headline like I have and the headline like you have. But what a lot of people I think I showed you was you can put your first and last name in the first name category with a comma. Then you can put a, a short title, and then you need to consider what's the backdrop banner photo that appears behind you. So those are three headlines. Again, as I showed a couple minutes ago, when you take that little phone and you look at that little phone like this and you go, oh, this is what Roger does. This is why I want to do business with Roger. So those are the elements that, um, that I think are really, really important in the headline. Awesome. Okay, let's talk about the rest of the person's story uh, as you talk about uh, experience and uh, the recommendation. Can we go back to one thing real quick? We want to Please. talk about the about Please. section. So the about section is the next thing people see. So those are the three elements above the fold. So you have, the, you have about 18 words. So I, I coach people all the time and say, so what's your story? What is it that's compelling about you? And so we always get into the, the elements, the why, the what, and the who are three of the key elements that most military guys really don't understand. But then when you say, well, like the guy just talked to you an hour ago, he's uh, working in solar, he wants to work in solar enhancement in uh, South Carolina. He's been managing, you know, facilities, you know, off sites in some really interesting places. And that's what he wants to do. It's like, it wasn't real clear that that's what he wanted to do. So it's helping. It's the what. What did this guy want to do? He wants to work in solar energy and renewable energy. Hey, you kind of say that right off the bat. And he's doing okay, but I think once we made the changes we talked about, he'll do much better. So it's like, what do I want to do next? I can show you lots of profiles, but it's what do I want to do next? Who am I? And why do I matter? Those are the elements that you got to put, you know, within the uh, about section. So there are really three elements to it. The first, of course, is the mission statement. The second is the goal. The third is a call to action. If I can, if you can be of help to me, please don't hesitate to call me. If you look at mine, it's got, if I can be of help to you, please don't hesitate to call me. Then the key skills are at the bottom of that. So a lot of people in transition programs say, well, you need to put these key skills in your headlines. Like, no, nope, you do not you need to put them at the bottom of the about section because the staffing professionals that I've talked to, the people that really know this industry will tell you, I can find it just as well at the bottom of the about section. So that's the last element of above the fold. That's great. No, and thanks for going back and, and, and talk about that because that is a really key piece of everything above the fold. Uh, what if someone's stuck? Okay, you, you know, you talk about these different elements. What if they, they just don't know how to, and I'm sure this is the exercises you go through to, to help them, but what if they say, I don't, you know, I don't know what, what my why is or how, you know, how, where, do they, where do they go from there? So you know what I do when I, do, when I teach a class? I take a big, you know, like cardstock and I fold it in half, right? And I go, so who are you? What do you want to become and why? And so they write that down and said, oh, so you want to do this. So I was at a class about two months ago talking to some people that are professional military education instructors. And one guy wants to return to be a working dog instructor. And said, and you're going to retire. Yeah. 
I love working with dogs. Well, then that should be right up in the front. This is the what I, and, the, and why. And then, of course, the how is how can you help me? Why let me know if you have any openings for people with my experience and expertise. Great. That's pretty straightforward when you explain it like that. And I, I love that exercise. So hopefully that's something people can do. I'm just saying I, I, it's, it's a simple little exercise. And I, I give full credit to my wife, who's a master instructor herself. And she said, you know, honey, you know, it was like a one hipper. You know, honey, you should do it this way. Okay. <laughs> we have lots of cardstock here in the office. And when we go out and speak, we bring cardstock. So, and, and Sharpies. That's all you need. That's beautiful. Great, Matt. So let's go below the fold and talk about that, uh, as you call it, the rest of the person's story. My son and I were talking about this because we were putting together the last sections. And he thought it was the content. You know, when you look at a newspaper, the old newspaper, and you pull it up and go, well, okay, I see the big headline, but I really want to know how the Spurs did. I want to know how the market did. So you look for those specific sections. So the experience is like that. It tells people the rest of the story. It tells people how you've done some compelling things in the course of your career, be it military, civilian, even educational career. These are the compelling things I've done. Here's some facts and figures. Again, one of the biggest problems I see is the fact that most military guys think, well, I'm gonna use my resume speak to do that again, because I'm comfortable with it. But again, I, I want you to tell people why you are unique and then you go to a person who's your commander, supervisor, first sergeant, and say, hey, can you write me a recommendation? Because I want people to understand what I did to contribute to the success of our mission. So that's really important. And the beautiful thing about um, LinkedIn recommendations, you get to approve them. They come in, hey, I like that. Or if I didn't, I say, you know, I like this, but could you add this? There is that element to uh, a LinkedIn recommendations, very important. Fantastic. Okay, Matt. So now someone has their profile in good shape and what comes next? I think that you have to think of your profile as that classic car. You know, you've worked on it. You've added the parts, you've added the story. It's appealing. Now you got to take it out for a, a drive. And so circulation to me is first of all, connecting with others that can help you. And again, it's the art of finding people that will want to connect with you. Take, for example, the, uh, the average military guy who goes to uh, like a chamber of commerce or Rotary club or something like that, and then gets to meet someone. Well, that's a good opportunity to follow up with a connection in a couple of days. Hey, it was so nice to meet you, Roger, at this event. I really enjoyed our discussion about this. Can we connect? Okay, that's the first kind of connection. The second kind is like, when people like me say, you know, Steve, you're really a proficient in this. And I know somebody that really is looking for someone with these kind of skills. You should write a connection note to that person. Mention my name. Say, I said you should reach out to them and then follow up. And, and again, here's the thing that I will tell you with that one and the first one and the one I'm going to talk about in just a second. You only get 300 characters. So you got to be quick and on point. And then, of course, the last is you read something or see something and say, hey, you know, this, this is amazing. I'm interested in this. I'm interested in learning more. Can you help me? And so you tie it back to that and say, I'm such and such. I'm getting out of college. Or I'm, I read your article as a professional, and I'm looking for information 
on this, more on this, could we have a discussion? And then of course a college student, you know, I, you know, I'm thinking I want to be a pharmacist. So how can you help me? So those are the three styles of a, of a connection. Okay. So those, those, those really, I think really, really work for people. So that's important. So now that's done. You start to add connections. Now, when your connections start posting content, do you just sit there like a bump on a log or do you actually go out and say, Hey, great content or comment on it or share it. So this is the part, this is the magic that most people don't understand with LinkedIn. And that's the idea that when you comment on it, other people notice other people will share content and they'll share the names of people you might want to be connected with. So I can think of about five or six people just right off the top of my list that I've met through just by commenting on content. So I want you to visualize these visuals, okay? A like is just like a, you know, hey, great job. Uh, a comment's a little bit more deeper, like a peck on the head. And then the share is like, I want to use the, the the preferred version my wife wants to use, which is, you know, when Wesley gets Buttercup at the end of The Princess Bride? So that's like a share. If you really think it's that great, you want to share it with people in such a way that, that they know it. So when people share something, that gives you uh, a lot of satisfaction. But guess what? People notice when you do that. Wow. Though all great, all great points. And, I, you know, I could tell you firsthand, I've been trying to be more active in all three. Uh, but I did my first share about a week ago. Okay. I haven't done it in a long time. And I just happened to notice it was, it was getting a lot of, you know, activity. But I just happened to notice yesterday it had like 38,000 views on a share. I haven't had 38,000 views on any post. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I think it's important that, you know, that was an element that I left out personally. Yeah. That I just started now uh, doing and testing. So, I could tell well, you first. Another question, Roger. Of all the people that comment on, did you did you say thank you or, or yeah? Absolutely, but there's, thing, but there's one question that I have that came out of that. A couple of people made derogatory comments about the initial post on my page, you know, on my share. So what do you do in that case? I would acknowledge that that we have a disagreement. Just leave it at that. I just posted something about uh, Colonel Benman. The guy says, well, you know, he was sucking up to the, he said, no, he's not. You have to understand where I'm coming from. I hear you, but I disagree with you. And that was that boom. And then he gets back, you know, you got merit. So people, there are some people that's all they want, but say, hey, I hear you, but I'm just still disagreeing with you. So it's like the acknowledgement that, you know, that small percentage want acknowledgement. Most people want the appreciation that they took the time to comment on your, article or event even better when people take a picture or they talk about something you're doing for them and then all of a sudden other people and that's when you come and say you know I really appreciate you acknowledging bills you know comment about me and it's just it built it's a magical thing and it's 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 hard for the average military guy and even business guys our age like what you want me to do what because 10 years ago when a friend of mine shared that was like you're nuts and guess what? He wasn't. He was really spot on. Excellent. No, I'm glad you, you gave us that advice. That's really good. That will help me and others as well on, on what to do in those situations. 
So what about, um, uh, I think this is something we might talked about a little bit later, but it might be relevant here. What about, again, someone like me, just to use an example, my inbox is starting to get very heavy where I'm having a hard time really keeping up with all the activity. And I believe that's when CRM comes in. Is, is that right? So I honestly, in my networking world now, I only go to one event a week. I used to go to four or five. What I've found is you build a good network up every morning. I spend 20 minutes going through all the comments overnight and I reach out to people and say, hey, thank you so much. So I think that's really important to get into the habit of doing that and to look at what's being said and to look for opportunities. And sometimes people post things like, oh, now I understand where that person is coming from. You want to, you, you're, this is what your intent is because sometimes people don't always communicate their intent very well. And so this is where at 20 minutes a day, like, you know, have a cup of coffee, you read the newspaper and now read what you, your contacts say. And honestly, and people start to look at content as puppy dog pictures and I go, mm, thanks. I'm just going to delete, delete that. So it's, I'm taming my algorithm and LinkedIn to say, I do not want to see puppy dog pictures. I do not want to see pictures about their religious preferences. And you know, I'm very strong, charismatic uh, Catholic, but I don't talk about it. You want to know about that, go to another part of my life. But I don't share that. It's like I have a purpose for my content. So, yeah, I look at content when something's wrong. And when it really gets goofy, and then I say, yeah, I think that's probably the – we didn't really understand what we were going to do with our uh, LinkedIn connection. And, Matt, maybe I didn't uh, clarify this well enough, but I was really speaking toward the inbox, the messenger part. Like okay. my, the messenger box is getting inundated. How, how, do you, how do you keep up with all that? Look, delete, look, delete, keep, keep, look, delete, that kind of stuff. This is important. This is not important. Okay. And the real trick is to not be overly busy with, you know, send stuff, unnecessary stuff. It's just like good email discipline. Okay. Is it, is that person going to benefit from this or am I trying to sell them something? If I'm trying to benefit, I'm going to pay attention. If not, click delete. Awesome. Great. Okay. So let's, let's jump back into creating content itself. Let's okay. talk about that as, as an art form. Thank you. So content comes with several things. So you can see a really great article and you can post your comments on top of that article. So I go to legitimate news sources. Google news is a pretty good one. Find stuff that matters. Find stuff that's not behind a firewall and say, this is what I think. What do you think? That's one thing. Now, the other thing is to write a 500-word post on something that matters to people. I think the last post I just did was on the art of smiling for your military, you know, taking that military photo. I love the way you're smiling right now. Taking that military photo and leaving the ID card back. And, and, and I just got lots of comments. So somebody three or 400 words. And then, of course, when you're thinking of someone specifically in mind, I want you to think of, an at sign, you know, that at sign that they have, you know, matt at gmail.com. Okay, so at Roger, at Don Gleason, those kind of things. Then you put that, say, so what do you think? And then you'd be surprised how people will get notification in their inbox and go, oh, yeah, he's right. So try not to overdo that, but just do it with purpose. Excellent. I also heard that it, it's probably not a good idea to put a link in the body of your post 
where it would take the person off of the LinkedIn platform. Is that true? I don't agree with that. I think it's important that, that people, you know, if, it, if it's a legitimate news source, like my local newspaper and something that I want to share with people and what's going on in my community, I think that's fine. Okay. It's when you send them off to nefarious sites that LinkedIn kind of gets upset about it. Okay. So if you're sending them to a YouTube video or a news source, like you said, you're saying that's completely fine. But make sure you put something on top of it. I see a lot of people, they share stuff. But why? Why is, does this matter to you? I'd like to know why. That's, you know, what was it that was compelling about that to, to make uh, you want to uh, post that? Okay. Makes sense. Great. Well, that's a lot there. And I know we have several other topics to cover. So thank you for all that valuable information, Matt. Uh, next topic I know is really, really important to you is our military, as you call it, in transition. And I know you have some mastermind groups or a mastermind group around this. Can you talk specifically about- We are just starting our first mastermind groups and the mastermind group is such that we're taking the, the context of, you know, the book Thick and Grow Rich and how that great author talked about a mastermind group back in the 30s. So it's the same concept and you have people together with similar concepts, similar views, and you work together to overcome problems. So for military guy or gal, it's the tribe, you know, I'm in a tribe, I wanna be with others. And I see some people that are doing really exceptional work here. And, and what really gives me a lot of satisfaction is to see people share stuff and share information. Like one guy wants to be a realtor and another guy is not interested, but he saw that he shared information. So it's like that sharing thing. We have a lot of networking events that uh, in South Texas, we're pretty good at that. But all you're doing is networking. You're not really sharing things. You're meeting people, but you're just taking the first step. This takes it beyond the second and third step. So my colleague, Don Gleason, and I were, were setting up our first couple, and we're looking to find some funding to uh, you know, offset the cost of production of that. So that's something we're looking at. It's still in the extreme beta stage, but I hope that in a couple months that we get recognized by the VA and the DOD that, you know, you create these groups after they've gone through transition or that as they face transition together, they can overcome anything. That's a great cause. And I know I'm part of a few mastermind groups and we actually have one of our own on LinkedIn that's, that's doing really well. So I could attest that, yes, uh, it's a great place for like-minded folks to gather, share ideas, stories, uh, support. And I'm so happy to hear that you are putting this together. One of our ground rules is when you're in the group, the rank goes, okay, Colonel, you work, you're a Colonel at, you know, tomorrow, but right now you're, you're Bob or, or Jeff or Susanna. I mean, that's the, that's one of our ground rules. Okay. Kind of hard for some, but they get it. Yeah. Matt, so how can non-military professionals like myself help, military in transition folks? What can we do to provide them with support? I don't know the answer to this, but I think what we need to do is create a group of people that want to, that are, that are resources. So I'm a resource for people to get information on the industry. For example, um, the guy I just talked to, what, what certifications do I need to be, you know, be a leader? You know, I got 20 years keeping lights on and I'll, parts of the place, but you know, you're not going to believe that until I say, I also have a certificate. So this is where military guys can come and say, you know, 
I see you're one of these, what certifications, what education do I need? Everybody, especially those that have enlisted after 9-11 or serving at 9-11, have just great, awesome educational benefits. I mean, think about it. You're, you're, you know, your benefits are there, but you have to make an educated choice. And again, that's where LinkedIn comes in. You, you talk to people. So do I want to go to this school or do I want to go to this tech school? This is what I really want to do. By talking to industry leaders like you, Roger, then, then we can go, oh, yeah, I really should be doing that instead of this. Because the education offices, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm never going to talk badly about extra education, but the thing of it is, they're used on that four-year academic degree, right? Or, you know, a degree through some of these organizations. I won't really name them ones kind of famous for all their great uh, scams that they pulled. But, you know, it goes back to find out what is that university really doing? What's it all about? Will I get a quality education or is it just somebody taking my GI Bill or my veterans benefits? So that's something that, I, that you can help. When, if, if I send someone your way, Roger, I'm hoping that you'll take time and give them five, 10 minutes. Hey, okay, I see this. You're interested in this. And honestly, a lot of military guys are afraid to ask. I, it's like, I was never that guy. I, I, I was one of that small 10%. You want to know anything, General or Admiral? I'll tell you. I worked for the late Admiral Mike Borda, and I was sitting back there when he was doing a news interview, and he, was, he answered something like a 45-second answer. Like, I was like, that's all I could do is like roll my eyes, but he caught me. He says, okay, so, Sergeant, what do you think? I said, well, sir, now that you ask me, you could have done it better with answering three simple sentences. A, B, C. Oh, yeah. So that's the part that, that I encourage people. Military guy needs to be encouraged. And you need to, you know, people like you are out there want to help. And I appreciate you helping me get the word out about that because that's what it's all about is having the capability to have that conversation to find out what's the best path. Because you leave the military with a good discharge, man. The world it could be laid out for you, but you need to make an educated choice about it. And how do people get involved? So people that are listening, they have no connections or ties. Tell you what, here's what I would do: have them contact me. I'm 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 really serious. If they wanted to be, you know, contact me now. My profile, and I hope you put this in your show notes, is d dot m a t t s c h e r e r. Okay, and the reason why I didn't have just Matt share was because there's lots of match shares on LinkedIn. And my given name is David Matthew and only Catholic sisters. All, I still have a good friend as a Catholic nun. She's allowed to call me David Matthew, but she always does it in a loving way. But most of them go, David Matthew, share, what are you doing? Why are you out of line? Sister, are you talking to me? And my wife, of course, when she's really, really upset, she use all four syllables of my name. So I shortened it to D.M.A.T.T. And here's a beautiful thing. I get a lot of, dear D, we can help you with SEO. We can help you with this. I go, dear so-and-so, you don't know who I am. And so having that extra initial kind of helps me screen them out. Another good tip. Awesome. Okay, what about uh, being a mentor or an advisor? Is that exactly what you're talking about? Is just being there for if If you, you know, if every business executive could take 15 minutes a month to help one veteran, that would be great. 
I know people are busy. I know you're busy. I know I'm busy. But if we could take 15 minutes a month to talk to one veteran, that would be helpful. And to help them make educated choices on, on the path. You know, what skills do you have? You know, you want to do this? Well, here's some thoughts. And I know this person or I know that person. Maybe you could talk to them. So it's like that network that we really don't have built yet. And military guys kind of afraid to go, well, they're stupid. No, they really care about what you did. You're you're the guy that's answered the call. You're the guy that looked, you know, the Russians in East Germany, or you're the guy who's in Bosnia, or you're the guy that's in Afghanistan, you know. You face those guys down. The least we can do is help you. Awesome. And Matt, uh, what about those guys, and it could be not just military, but non-military, people in general that are not comfortable reaching out to others. What advice do you have for them to you know, research opportunities and such? I think first and foremost that you have to recognize your characteristic skills and you have to recognize that people really wanna connect. And if you have a purposeful connection note, again, hey, I see this, I've read this about you, I would like to know more. You know, Some people don't like to talk, you know, like we're talking, they like to chat back and forth, You know, those really quiet introvert types. Uh, I think that that's a good way to do that. And then, okay, now we have a few other items and I appreciate all of your time today, Matt. Very valuable information Thank for you. our audience. And again, folks, this can be used whether you're in the military or not. So really take these tips to heart and put them into practice. Um, but Matt, let's talk about the timeline of building a network. So let's, we're going to have several timelines. Let's start with military guy first, and then we'll go to college guy, and then we'll talk to the guy who's in a job he hates, okay? So let's start with number one, military guy, two years out, you know, start two years out building the network, start building information, kind of, you know, find out who's really helpful and who's not so helpful. Uh, that's what I would say, and you know, little by little, reach out to people, get involved in community organizations, get involved with, um, you know, helping other people as well, okay? Um, that's that timeline. Then the second timeline for college kid, freshman year in college, or even high school. I look at high school, you know, hey, I think I wanna to go to this school or this school. What's the best school for this degree? Okay, then I get to that school. Where can I get internships or you know, practical programs where I can actually say, yeah, I really do like electrical engineering. Mechanical, not so much. But at least you get that experience and you get that taste in your mouth and you build, you know, a network and you start reaching out to people. I have helped a couple of people from my parish here in San Antonio. One of them came back to me at the parish festival. He says, you know, Mr. Sure. Okay, I'm mad, but Mr. Sure, you know, I had your profile. You updated my profile. You know, I did that. And then guess what? I went to my first, you know, mechanical engineering thing and all the other guys were like, I don't, I don't have a resume, I don't have a LinkedIn profile, but people I talked to, they were going to hire me for a possible summer internship were impressed that I had my profile together. And then lastly, you know, sometimes people are in jobs, they're like, it's, it's terrible, you hate it. And this is what I tell people. I'm got a child that's kind of in that one category. He's like, look, always be building a relationship always be contributing stuff, always being helping people, take 10 to 15 minutes to help people on something you're a subject matter expert, right? I know you're a subject matter expert in credit card processing. If I had, you know, if 
I had questions, I would come to you or, you know, your expertise, your, your stuff like that. But always be sharing information and always be helping others so that when it comes, with a time, there comes a time when you want to move on to new horizons, then you've kind of got, you know, a network in place to help you with that. And you can do that privately and then you can go into that terrible, nasty talks us and say, take this job. No, I'm, thinking, <laughs> I'm leaving in two weeks and I just want to give you my official notice. <laughs> right? That's so right. Those are the timelines I would, I would encourage people awesome. to think about. Awesome, awesome. Okay, CRM. Um, for those folks that don't know what CRM is or means, can you please explain it and then talk about how to utilize that tool for network building? So this is what I believe when I meet people. I'm meeting either online or I, like I met you, I put you into my CRM, which in my case is Pipedrive. There's about eight variations of that. I know that LinkedIn is trying to work with Microsoft, but Microsoft doesn't have the best CRM tool, but it's coming. So eventually you'll be able to have, keep track every time you've had a conversation with a contact, but that hasn't happened yet. What I do is I put people into a CRM I put their phone number, their email, contact points. And then I put a suspense. Hey, I'm going to reach out to this guy in about two or three days. And either I send him a LinkedIn message or I send him an email message and say, hey, it was so nice to meet you at this event or this is how we met. Can we continue the conversation? And that's the part that I think most military, and I think even most executives, you know, I get all the, I get these stack of business cards, you know, and I put those in there, but I don't put, put anything in there. I mean, some people that I get business cards from, they're gonna go into the, in the garbage can behind me, but there's some people that actually have a relationship. And it's also when I connect with people, let's get some more information about them. It's like, it's mining that information, their phone number, their CRM, and also other activities about them. So what motivates you? What do you like to do? What um, are some of the things you know that make you unique? I remember when I was in the Air Force, I had uh, the Harvey McCabe, you know, you wear the naked man that offers you his shirt, that book, and this talks about the 61 things. Yeah. They'll use that principle. And that's, you know, little by little. I'm not going to send you a questionnaire like Harvey said, but I kind of have an informal questionnaire of the top 10 or 15 things that I'd like to know about you. And as we build our relationship, you know, the more I know about you, the, the better it will be for both of us. Yes, yes. And CRM, uh, I've been in the sales world for, you know, many years and, and it's, it becomes your Bible and uh, really keeps you on point day to day with so much activity happening. So thanks for pointing that out. We never really talked about CRM on the show. So it is a, it is a great tool. And with, a, and with, in, with today's world, especially what's going on with this coronavirus, you know, the more you can get to know people, the more you can schedule sales calls with people, the more you can build a relationship with trust the better it will be for you because I like to believe that we're not going to have a problem, but I'm also a high optimist. And so we're going to come to a time where you might not be able to travel. And it's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do more webinars. I'm going to do more, you know, coaching sessions this way. And uh, from the comfort of my home, and maybe all I have to do is put on a sports coat and a shirt to talk to people. But you know, it's, it's the, it's that concept that I can actually, uh, help people. And so a CRM is really an important part of the, of your arsenal for connection and LinkedIn. 
Agree 100%. Matt, this has been insightful. It's been informative. Uh, you're a very intelligent man, and we appreciate your time and, and sharing all this valuable information with us. Uh, before I let you go, I'd like to ask every guest uh, this last question, and I know you still have a lot of life to live, but at yeah. the end of the day, um, what mark do you want to leave on this earth? What, what do you want your legacy to be? I tell you what my legacy, that's a good question. My legacy is going to be, here's a guy that helped connect people that didn't know each other to others with a purpose. That's my legacy is to help people to find their purpose and to do it in such a way to find others of like minds that can be of help to each other. That's what I want is my legacy. The books are nice, but the greatest satisfaction is, is helping people reach those goals and reach those objectives. Fantastic. Matt Scherer, you are a class act. I'm so glad to know you. Thank you so much for your time and welcome to the American Real Family. Thank you, my friend. I look forward to seeing this. Me too. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into American Real. Be sure to visit our website, AmericanReal.tv, or search for us on iTunes or YouTube for past episodes. While you're there, please rate us or leave us a review as that helps others find our show. I am truly grateful and appreciate all of your support. If you'd like to be part of our inner circle or want one-on-one -on -one coaching, check out the American Real Learning Academy, where we have self-help groups and courses so you can build the best you. We also have a new Facebook group where you can connect with high achievers from around the world. If you want to go even further, maybe you're determined to write your own book or launch your own podcast, contact me today to see if we could help. You can reach me through Instagram or Facebook or email me directly at roger at americanreal.tv. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.